All right, welcome to this session on EC2 Image Builder. This is a brand new service that we announced on Monday. My name is Samartha Chandrasekhar. I'm a product manager in our compute services organization, and I'm uh, extremely excited to walk you through EC2 Image Builder and give you a rundown of its, uh, of its capabilities. Before we get started, um, I want to do a quick poll here. There is a fun but polarizing topic around how you say sort of the abbreviated form of Amazon machine image. There are really three options that, uh, that come up. There is AMI, there is AMI, there is AMI. So quick show of hands, AMI, how many folks? All right, uh, AMI, all right, and then AMI, no one, all right. There, there isn't really a right way, uh, whatever you, <laughs> uh, there is no official guidance per se or any of that, whatever you think is the right way is really the right way, but, uh, uh, but just wanted to see where you guys are at. All right, with regard to agenda for this session, I want to talk about the importance of golden virtual machine images, uh, the pain points that we have heard from our customers with regard to building customized golden virtual machine images, uh, especially around keeping these things golden uh, as sort of uh, updates are available. Uh, and then I want to talk to you all about how EC2 Image Builder helps with this process. Uh, and finally, I want to go over usage workflows and actually show you a working demonstration of EC2, EC2 Image Builder in action. Uh, and finally, go over certain best practices and, uh, and end with a Q&A session. So let's get started. Uh, golden VM images. Uh, now, before we get started, how many of you all customize your image from the stock uh, virtual machine image that the OS vendor provides you? All right, nearly all of you. So do I. Um, this is where this concept of golden virtual machine images comes in. So these are customized virtual machine images that, are, that come pre-installed and pre-configured with all of the software, the scripts, the configurations that, uh, that you want as your ideal state. And many of these are hardened to meet with either internal or applic applicable industry uh, regulations uh, that, uh, that you might want to meet. Furthermore, uh, and most importantly, these are also sort of templates that you can spin up multiple virtual machine images from. This notion of golden virtual machine images is also a very core construct to our take on immutable infrastructure. Uh, our recommendation is that you typically don't update virtual, running virtual machines in place, uh, but, but you essentially build new images with all of the latest updates applied and then use that as your uh, as the basis to spin up new virtual machine images, uh, new virtual machines, that is. And, and thus, golden virtual machine images become the basis for immutable infrastructure and, uh, and uh, hence form a core part of sort of running your compute infrastructure efficiently. Now, nearly every organization that we've spoken to uh, has had to build these golden virtual machine images. However, there have been lots of pain points that we've heard from our customers. And there really are two primary categories of customers that, that we've heard from. There is a category for whom just the skill bar of writing custom automation or even using an existing automation framework just represents too high of a bar. And, and they're looking for a, you know, a simplified solution, perhaps a console-based UI wizard to, uh, to be more productive. And then there is the second category who actually have the skills to use advanced uh, automation frameworks. Uh, however, they don't want to do the undifferentiated work and the heavy lifting of hosting these automation frameworks, managing them, uh, et cetera. 
Furthermore, uh, we've also heard from our customers that they want testing of virtual machine images to be treated as sort of a, a primary construct in this workflow. Because from what we've heard, the vast majority of service disruptions that we've heard that, that our customers have experienced have been due to errors in the, the VM images that they deploy into production uh, to run in their virtual machines. And, uh, and, and much of this has been due to inadequate testing or the testing processes being uh, suboptimal, et cetera. In many cases, we have customers who manually test some of these images and then uh, sort of manually wet them, get them past compliance teams, et cetera. And um, no, as you might already be aware, most of what we do is really working backwards from our customer pain points and, and answering what our customers have told us. And here's essentially a small list of what formed the basis of the customer feedback that inspired uh, the birthing of this service. So we heard from our customers that they want to be able to um, quickly and easily automate the creation of these golden virtual machine images. Uh, furthermore, you know, these golden virtual machine images don't stay golden for eternity. They, they convert to a lesser metal, uh, if you will, uh, as soon as uh, uh, there are pending updates and then you're no longer golden anymore. So there is the, the automation was not just needed to produce the VM images once, but to produce it uh, on a continuous basis in an automated fashion as updates are available, not just to the underlying OS, but also to the, to the constituent uh, components that get pre-installed. Um, the second big part of what we heard was around testing. So we, we, we heard loud and clear that um, testing needs to be a first-class construct. Furthermore, our customers asked us very strongly for AWS-provided tests. Now, we at Amazon have lots of experience with building and testing virtual machine images. We ship our own Linux distribution in Amazon Linux, um, and, uh, and we have an extensive suite of tests that we run on Amazon Linux. And it's not just suited, not just restricted to Amazon Linux, but we also uh, build and, and ship and manage and curate Windows Server images, and we run our own tests there to ensure that they run uh, great on EC2. Um, and uh, a lot of our customers were aware of this, and, and you know, there was a strong ask for AWS-provided tests that they can readily use, in addition to, of course, custom tests. And finally, uh, the same construct also applies for security hardening. Uh, there are lots of industry standard baselines for security, and, uh, and we heard from our customers around the need for AWS-provided templates that provide at least a good starting point towards meeting some of these, uh, uh, these common security uh, benchmarks. Uh, and finally, um, uh, we, heard around, we, we got a lot of feedback around the ability to make it easy to, or the ability to distribute and share images across regions, across accounts, et cetera, uh, and to simplify that experience. And finally, to, to not make uh, a, a solution that is sort of, uh, that only works for AWS, but also to be able to export these virtual machine images for use on premises. And similarly, the ability to onboard virtual machine images that you might have built for on-premises use to AWS um, uh, to, to further distribute into multiple regions, et cetera. And essentially, I introduce you to, to you EC2 Image Builder, which is a service that essentially um, addresses all of what we just went over. Um, this is a brand new service that, uh, again, like I said, we launched on Monday. It makes it um, quicker and easier to automate the creation, 
uh, and deployment of up-to-date and secure virtual machine images, uh, not just for use on EC2, but also for use on-premises. Uh, there are really three themes here about the service. The first one is, is around automation and the ease of automation. The second one is around security, and the third one is around testing. So when it comes to automation, we have an intuitive, easy-to-use UI wizard that you can use to automate, uh, uh, to build an automated pipeline that will keep your images continuously up to date. Furthermore, uh, you can also use, I mean, anything that you can do in the UI, you can also uh, uh, you know, consume the same functionality via our CLI or our API. Um, in fact, there are more powerful capabilities that, uh, that you, can, you can consume if you actually use the CLI or the API. The UI certainly does uh, make a strong effort to abstract out some of that complexity. Uh, secondly, um, security and, uh, and, and AWS provided primitives for, uh, for security hardening is a core part of this. So uh, we, we see this as an integral part of your image build pipeline where you actually harden your images before you deploy them into uh, multiple regions for production to either uh, raise your security bar or to comply with internal infosec stipulations or perhaps uh, industry standards that might be applicable to you. And finally, we uh, also make it possible for you to test your images uh, before they're, uh, they're distributed out in, in for use in, in multiple AWS regions that you select. Um, going ahead, in addition, uh, we also provide centralized policy enforcement. So the EC2 Image Builder service integrates with uh, other AWS services, namely Resource Access Manager that allows you to share multiple aspects of uh, EC2 Image Builder across multiple accounts. For example, you could, you could share images, you could share pipelines, you could share this construct that we call recipes that I'll get into in just a little bit, which is sort of the definition of these automation pipelines, et cetera, across multiple accounts. Uh, and really the intent here is to be able to be able to chain these recipes. For example, you can have, say, a use case where there's a central IT team that is in charge of building, say, golden VM images, and there are, uh, say, other divisions in the organization. Let's say there's an HR team, for example, who picks up this output of the pipeline that is produced by the central IT team, then they take the images from there, add their own customizations, run their own tests, but the image that they're starting with is a blessed golden image that comes out of the central IT team. And subsequently, there could be further downstream scenarios, again, that HR department itself could have multiple divisions, et cetera. So we allow for those chaining scenarios where the output of one pipeline could be the input of another and so on. And, uh, and you know, the ability to share artifacts through resource access manager certainly does make that possible. Subsequently, uh, the service also integrates with AWS organizations. So if you have multiple AWS accounts, you can, uh, you can again, uh, perform image management and, uh, and lockdown and policy enforcement using AWS organization. Uh, a canonical example that, is, that might be that we've seen to be common is one where there's an AWS uh, master account associated with AWS organizations, and then there are subsequent member accounts. And the master account can go ahead and enforce policies and restrictions, such as thou shall not start a an EC2 instance with uh, anything but a blessed uh, golden image that the master account has approved using service control policies and things of that nature. 
Um, subsequently, you can build golden virtual machine images, not just for use uh, on AWS, like I mentioned, but you can also use it for use on premises. Currently, as we speak, it requires an additional step with, uh, by using um, VM import export, which is another capability that's available in EC2. So you can import existing VMDK or VHDX or, or OVX fi OVF files uh, that you might use for on-prem VMware or Hyper-V or KVM uh, deployments. Uh, bring them into AWS's armies or AMIs based on whatever your, <laughs> your preference is uh, and, and customize it, secure it, test it, distribute it, et cetera. And similarly, you can spin up a pipeline um, using EC2 Image Builder and the output AMI, you can export it uh, as uh, a VHDX file or a VMDK uh, image, et cetera, for use on premises, again, using VM import export. We support both Windows and Linux. Um, in fact, any AMI that comes pre-installed with the SSM agent is, is something that we support. Uh, as V1, as of right now, uh, we have guided, curated experience with, with sort of first-class constructs for, uh, for Amazon Linux 2 and uh, all versions of Windows Server after 2012 R2. Moving ahead, uh, in terms of the overall image build workflow, uh, what you see here is sort of what the, what the workflow looks like. So you would start with a source image. This could be an, uh, an AMI that your account has access to. It could be one that's created by you or it could be one that is shared with you. Or it could also be this notion of what we call a managed image. So the, uh, the output of an image builder pipeline is what we call a managed image because it is kept up to date. Now AWS provides managed images. Uh, and you can use that as a starting point because you can be rest assured that the latest updates are applied there. Subsequent to that, you can uh, stipulate the customizations that, uh, that you want performed on this image. Uh, we have this notion of what we call build components and these could be, this could represent software that you want to have installed. It could represent scripts that you want uh, run inside of uh, uh, you know, this um, uh, inside of the OS during this image preparation process, or it could, it could be configurations that you want applied. And you can capture these in, uh, in what we call build components. AWS, as AWS, we will provide you with a certain curated list of build components based on common, uh, uh, commonly used sort of pieces of software that we see installed in our, in our images. Uh, but uh, there will also be the ability for you to add your own components. Subsequent to that, uh, there is the security and hardening step where you can secure your images to meet with either internal or industry um, specific criteria. Again, as AWS, we are providing um, uh, primitives for STIG hardening. So this is, this is again a compliance standard that applies to lots of customers in, uh, in regulated industries. And we plan to invest in this area and, and expand in terms of, uh, you know, uh, adding more compliance stipulations that we provide out of the box here. Uh, subsequent to that, you can test your images. Again, there is the ability to choose AWS provided tests, or you can onboard your own tests by authoring your own tests, and I'm gonna get into some of the details of that in just a little bit. And finally, after your image is customized, secured, um, and tested, you can choose to distribute it to multiple AW, to the AWS regions that you, uh, that you wish to share it with or you wish to distribute it to. You can also provide uh, 
um, launch permissions for specific AWS accounts that you'd like to you know, allow uh, the ability to launch these images. And most importantly, you can, you can configure the pipeline in a manner that ensures that the entire process repeats every time that there are pending updates, not just to the underlying OS, but also to the uh, individual build components and also for the individual tests. For example, a test could have changed or there could have been an improvement to a test. So that itself could trigger uh, an automated rebuild. Furthermore, you can also go ahead and stipulate a build cadence or a build schedule where you can say, for example, uh, every Tuesday at a certain point in time, uh, rerun this pipeline with all of the latest changes so you can be rest assured that your images are, are secure and up to date and have all of the latest changes. Uh, another, last, another point here before I transition on is, uh, is that uh, all EC2 image builder operations run inside of your AWS account. So we spin up EC2 instances inside of your account to perform these customizations. Uh, and this, this includes both the, uh, the customizations when it comes to uh, installing software or applying configurations or, or running scripts as well as running tests to validate your images. Now, I want to get into each one of these, uh, these sort of subsections uh, in a little more detail. Um, so let's start with the AWS provided build components here. Uh, so again, like I said, this is a curated list of components that we have, uh, we have included uh, in for use with EC2 Image Builder based on feedback that we've heard around you know, what our customers frequently add. This includes you know, software that you want to have installed on both Linux and Windows. Uh, it, could, uh, it includes uh, hardening primitives and hardening uh, scripts. It includes uh, a whole suite of tests that, uh, that uh, are really based on the tests that we have historically been using internally to validate and test our own images that we've now made uh, available through the service as well. Um, in addition to the AWS provided build components and tests, you can also author your own components. And, uh, and really there are, there are two types of comp you know, components here. There's a build component and then there's a test. And we have a declarative YAML based specification document that allows you to stipulate the list of actions to be performed. And uh, to make that simpler, we have sort of these action verbs that you can use in this declarative specification. And uh, later on, when I get to the demo, I'll show you some, some real-world examples of these uh, that, uh, uh, you know, that you can, you can look at and reuse, et cetera. But really, there are you know, three categories of these, these actions. There is the ability to execute you know, uh, either binaries or scripts. It could be a bash script or a partial script. Uh, there is the ability to reboot and update the OS, and that's treated as a first-class construct. There's the ability to um, transact with S3. So, for example, you can have a binary located in S3, uh, and uh, and then you can have you can you can pick up that binary, install it, etc. Similarly, you can write logs and other artifacts based on uh, what happens during your installation back to S3. So that's a core primitive. And for Windows, we have a mechanism to uh, uh, to manipulate the registry that is also uh, a core primitive here. Um, finally, we also have I mean for each of these build components and tests. There are a number of artifacts associated with them. There is a document.yaml file, which is how you specify this declarative uh, list of things that you want achieved. 
there is a detailed output that you can later go examine uh, and, uh, and you can look at the, you know, the specific details of each step. Uh, if you have any sort of uh, standard out or standard error console messages that you, that you want displayed based on what, how you author your document, you can go examine that in that console.log file. And then there's also another application log to help with advanced troubleshooting and debugging that I'll get into in just a, in a little while. But the primary takeaway here is, in addition to AWS provided uh, build components and tests. There is the ability for you to author your own uh, build components and tests, and we have a, a declarative YAML-based specification that allows you to do that. Furthermore, all of the AWS-provided components, uh, you can actually go ahead and read the YAML specification that uh, for associated with them. So what you could do is you can fork off one of those to, uh, uh, to again, to customize it and build your own components and tests. The service also integrates with AWS License Manager, which is, uh, uh, which is another peer AWS service that allows you to track and manage licenses. Uh, so in AWS License Manager, there is a construct called a license configuration, and license configurations are attached to AMIs. And, uh, and once they're attached and the AMI is running, the License Manager service automatically tracks the use of license software that might be present inside of that, uh, uh, that AMI so that you have one place to track license usage so that you know, if there are audits or true-ups and things like that, you, have, uh, uh, you, know, you know you have a, a single plane of glass to track your license usage. So when you build armies with uh, uh, EC2 Image Builder, you can go ahead and associate license configurations that you might have created with AWS License Manager. Furthermore, if you already have license configurations that you might have attached to your uh, source army, you can, uh, you, know, you can also list it, you can also view it as a listed license configuration uh, during the purposes, during army customizations and make edits to that and things like that. The other key component here is the act of keeping these images up to date and patched. Like I mentioned, you know, golden virtual machine images have a short shelf life. There was a colleague of mine who was once saying they have the shelf life of a banana because that's how frequently new updates are available and, uh, and they're stale. So, uh, so we allow for the ability to have a schedule uh, and uh, again, it could be weekly, daily, you know, multiple times a day, fortnightly, you name it. Uh, or you can also go ahead and stick in a cron expression if that's more your style. Uh, and you can have this pipeline rerun uh, at that stipulated cadence to pull in all of the latest uh, uh, updates. When it comes to the updates itself, we have a, a semantic versioning scheme, major, minor, and patch, to, to denote each of the, of the constituent components here. So uh, this includes both the source image, the tests, the hardening primitives, as well as the build components. So for example, I could go ahead and say, um, every Monday, for example, go ahead and build me an image that only includes uh, updates that are represented by a patch version change as opposed to major and minor uh, version changes. Or I can go ahead and say, build me a new image with all of the latest updates, irrespective of if it's a major uh, version change or a minor version change or a patch version change. And each of the, the artifacts that are managed by Image Factory are, are versioned and, uh, and it gives you the ability to version them. Uh, so that if there is a change, you can denote the extent of that change and, and take downstream action when you rebuild your images to ensure that, you're, uh, that they're up to date. Furthermore, uh, you can also 
on an ad hoc basis manually trigger rebuilds of your image. Uh, you don't have to wait for the schedule and, uh, and then yeah, you can generate uh, your own images. Um, another topic that I wanted to get into is the shared responsibility model for security. Now, uh, all EC2 image builder operations run in your AWS account. So what we do is that behind the scenes, based on uh, the specification for customizations and tests that you provided, we spin up EC2 instances in your account where, uh, where the operations to install software or, or, uh, or change configurations or to run tests uh, you know, are made. Um, and our position here is that ensuring, that this, ensuring the security of the custom armies is a shared responsibility between AWS and the customer. Uh, you own the security posture of the images that are produced, and uh, we're committing to make uh, a best effort to ensure that these images are secure uh, by doing two things. One is we provide you with, uh, with, with necessary ingredients that you can use to harden your images. For example, we have a, a STIG hardening specification. Furthermore, before these images are actually built, we're, we do a thorough job and we mandatorily enforce this of, uh, of cleaning up things like residual credentials, uh, things like bash history, uh, etc. Um, or in Windows, in the case of Windows, we run sysprep to ensure that uh, you know, there are no residual artifacts that are left in place. Uh, Despite this, we recommend that you validate the security posture of the images that you produced, and the service EC2 uh, Image Builder integrates with AWS Inspector uh, that you can use to validate the, uh, the compliance uh, levels or, or sort of uh, the, uh, you know, of these images that are produced. For example, Inspector comes with inbox support for validating against CIS benchmarks. Uh, it also helps um, warn you if there are unpatched uh, CVEs in this image that, uh, uh, that represent a dip an, an aberration from the preferred uh, hardening state. Um, and you know, finally, we don't guarantee that the images produced with Image Builder are, are compliant with any regulatory standard uh, ourselves, uh, and, and it is a shared responsibility, and our recommendation is that you explicitly validate this uh, with your compliance teams uh, and, and uh, with uh, automated tools such as Inspector. There's also an identity uh, and access management topic here, uh, which is that since we use EC2 instances running in your account for the purposes of both customizing these images, hardening them, as well as test running tests on them, it is important that uh, the right IAM permissions are associated with that instance. Uh, so you attach an instance role to that instance, and, uh, um, and we have a managed IAM policy that you can attach to that role that will govern, that will you know, give it the requisite permissions for most image builder operations. However, if you have custom tests or custom build components, you will have to go ahead and ensure that you are providing the requisite permissions uh, to that uh, IAM role that you're attaching to the instance uh, that will perform image customizations or will run tests in your account. Furthermore, there is a service-linked role uh, where that gives a EC2 Image Builder the permission to operate in your AWS account, and uh, so that you know this, this simplifies it. And the first time you, you create an EC2 Image Builder resource, uh, the service-linked role gets created for you. Uh, again, you can go to the IAM console and, and tweak around with uh, the permissions associated with that service-linked role as well. 
Um, before I get to a demo right now, I want to quickly go over certain, certain terms and constructs and concepts that are um, in EC2 Image Builder so that you can follow along. The first one is what we call a pipeline. So a pipeline represents the end-to-end -end automation that, uh, that is needed to produce your images. It's associated with the build schedule and it's also associated with this, uh, this specification that we call a recipe. Um, the best analogy that I can think of is if you're, if you're, say, baking an image or if you're cooking a, up an image, there's a list of ingredients and a list of steps that you have to take, and that is what's stipulated in the recipe. So it includes the source image, the list of build components, the list of tests, uh, what instance type you want uh, uh, to have running, IAM roles associated with that instance type, things like that. Uh, a build component, like I mentioned earlier, could be uh, an AWS provided component that you use or a custom component. This represents software that you want to install. It represents uh, configurations that you want applied or it could be scripts that you want run. A test is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, this could be any binary um, that, that you use for a test as long as the requisite runtimes to run that binary are present in your image. The build schedule represents the cadence at which uh, images are rebuilt. Um, that, that you get to specify. And a managed image is essentially the output of an image factory pipeline uh, that, uh, that is constantly kept up to date. Again, there are AWS provided managed images that you can use as starting points. The other key construct, almost as a best practice that I, that I will state here is, our recommendation is that you start with some of these managed images that we provide that are minimal in nature, so they don't have any of the uh, a lot of pre-installed components and any of the unwanted bloat so that you can um, you know, not just build minimal images but you can build images with just enough of the OS to support the applications that you care about so that you can cut down on security attack surface and also uh, unnecessary resource usage. Uh, and, uh, and our service allows for both of that. So I want to quickly get into a demonstration um, of EC2 Image Builder and uh, I'm going quick to quickly switch over to my demo laptop. Alrighty. So for the purposes of, of this demo, here's what I'm going to do. Um, just to set a frame for this demo as I give you a, a walkthrough of the service along with you know, a specific purpose in mind. I'm going to start with a stock Amazon Linux 2 image. Uh, I want to install, say, Docker on it. The stock image doesn't come with Docker. I want to harden it to the STIG standard. STIG, again, comes with a low, medium, and high hardening standards. Uh, the high hardening standard is particularly, uh, has, has a high bar when it comes to locking down ports, removing unwanted components, etc. And finally, I want to run a bunch of basic tests and then distribute it to a few AWS regions that I care about. Furthermore, I want to ensure that this image is kept up to date and patched with the latest changes on a weekly cadence, say every, every Wednesday at 12 o'clock or something like that. So that is, that is what I'll try and uh, achieve with this demo. But as I go ahead and do that, I'll also walk you through the other aspects of the service. For the purposes of you know, visual convenience, I'm going to use the, the UI console here, but everything that you see here, you can also achieve with the command line or with uh, uh, our, our APIs. So since our pipeline is um, uh, you know, the basic construct here, so the launching point into the service is to create a pipeline and to define a recipe that represents um, 
Essentially, all of the activities that are, need, that are performed by this pipeline, it, it, it indicates what your starting points are, what you add, etc. So I can, again, we have uh, curated experiences for Amazon, Linux, and Windows at this point in time. However, you can also start with any other OS image that has the SSM agent pre-installed as a custom army that your, your account has access to. Uh, so if I were to select Windows for just a moment, I can go ahead and browse um, a list of managed images that we provide as AWS that represent good starting points for you to, uh, uh, to customize. So there is various versions of Windows Server, oops, there is uh, multiple versions uh, with SQL Server pre-installed, et cetera, uh, and you know, this scrolls for, I think, a couple of pages. Uh, and then there are core versions which represent minimal images that you can add components to. Furthermore, uh, we also provide AWS provided build components um, for you know, partial core party, you know, commonly used pieces of software. Uh, since what I'm looking to achieve here is building a Linux image, I'm going to switch back to Amazon Linux. So we have a curated Amazon Linux 2 managed uh, image that I'm going to start with. I could also, for example, start with an Ubuntu image or, or a, you know, it could be any other image that has the SSM agent pre-installed that I can start as a custom army. Um, and I'm also going to check this box that will sort of tell the service that every time there are updates to this image, as you can see, this image is versioned. There are there's X, Y, and sort of Z there. So it's major minor patch. So if every time there are updates to that, um, I can I can use that as a trigger to initiate a rebuild. Uh, again, for Linux, we have a number of build components. So one of the build components is, say, uh, a STIG specification for hardening. So I'm going to go ahead and select that. The other thing that I was looking for was uh, uh, Docker. So I found that right here. I'm going to select that. Oops. So, yeah, I have those two selected. We have um, a whole list of AWS provider tests. These could be simple boot tests to reboot tests to integrations with inspector, uh, ENI attachment, EBS attachment, you know, mechanisms to test the YUM repositories, uh, et cetera, et cetera. This goes on for a few pages, but uh, let's say I'm going to select for the purposes of this demo a simple boot test. And again, you'll notice that each of these components are versioned. Um, with major minor patch, and if there is a change there, you can use that as a trigger to initiate a, a, a rebuild or, or a rerun of your image pipeline. So I'm going to go ahead and select that. Furthermore, if I if I so desired, I could go ahead and create my own sort of build components as well. Uh, and uh, there's a separate authoring experience here. Uh, again, we have an example that you can start from that that provides you with. Uh, um, you know, at least a sample that you can start with. Furthermore, you can go ahead and inspect um, AWS provided build components that are provided here. Let's start with this one that installs Coreto, which is Amazon's uh, uh, Java distribution. So the build component for this, the YAML file is, is available here uh, that you can reuse and fork and, and you know, for, for your own components. Our recommendation is that you have as many console messages as possible so that debugging becomes simpler. So getting back here, so I selected a bunch of AWS provided components, not selecting a, a custom component right now, but you can go ahead and author one if you, if you so desire. I'm going to go hit next. Uh, I get to provide a name for my pipeline, so I'm going to say demo underscore reinvent. 
I'm going to skip the description. There's an IAM role that I'll have to attach to the instance that is being used to, uh, to perform these image customizations, as well as subsequent to that, once the image is produced, another instance will be spun up to run the, the stipulated tests. And, uh, and the IAM role attached to that, I can go ahead and specify this here. So I have a demo role that I'd pre-created with the managed IAM policy uh, associated with the image builder service already attached to it. Then I go select my build schedule. Uh, this could be either a manually triggered build or it could be a scheduled build or I can provide a cron expression. I could, for example, say every uh, Wednesday at, uh, I mean, this is UTC time, so I don't know what that translates to, but yeah, I say 12 o'clock UTC time, I want to rebuild that, uh, uh, that pipeline. I can also optionally go ahead and select a number of infrastructure settings. Now, if I, if I don't select anything here, it'll use same defaults. Uh, image builder will default to EC2 defaults. So I think it is M5 large. Uh, so that would be the default uh, instance type used for the customizations in your account. But if you so desire, you can also go ahead and, uh, and, and select from a list of uh, instance types uh, that you want here. Um, there are also lifecycle notifications that you can examine if you're using the, the UI console here, such as, all right, my pipeline is enabled, now it's building, now it's testing the image, et cetera, and you can get programmatic SNS notifications for these, uh, so you can provide an SNS topic and listen to it, and you'll get notifications there. You can also go ahead and you know, provide custom settings for VPC and security groups, et cetera, but this is the troubleshooting part is the one that I want to spend more time on. Now, in the happy day scenario, I mean, things will work great, which is that, all right, you have a pipeline and then it, it, it rebuilds fine, you get a, a golden image out the other end, the pipeline continues to run at the schedule that you have provided, so there'll be new golden images that are produced that are up to date. However, for whatever reason, it could be an issue with, uh, with say, a custom component, let's, uh, as an example. Uh, if the build fails, then there is the ability to go ahead and troubleshoot uh, the problem. And there are really three ways that you can go about doing it, uh, almost like a funnel. The first one is the service itself will throw up a bunch of uh, error, error strings around what went wrong that, again, provide actionable guidance for what might have likely gone wrong, uh, especially if it's things like IAM permissions that might be lacking, etc. cetera, um, especially if you're trying to you know, pull binaries from S3 and then install them and, or write certain logs to S3 and if you don't have those permissions and things like that. Uh, but if there are more advanced issues, what you can do is you can uncheck this behavior, which is a default behavior that says terminate instance and failure. So by default, every time an image is produced, the instance that is used to produce that image is terminated. Now, that happens in both the success scenario and the failure scenario. Now, in the failure scenario, you can go ahead and say, uh, do not terminate that instance if there is a failure. And then you can go select an EC2 key pair uh, and connect to that instance and uh, use SSM run command primitives, for example, to be able to do more advanced debugging and troubleshooting. Furthermore, every build component and test is associated with, uh, uh, with a console log and sort of um, you know, a, a bunch of logging information that that shows you the detailed behavior after each step. And you can go ahead and point to an S3 location, again in your account, uh, 
and you'll also have to ensure that the IAM permissions are, are correctly set to be able to write to that S3 location so that, uh, again, you can look at those logs to, to enable you to debug and troubleshoot any issues that might have occurred. Um, so that's, that's the, the troubleshooting and, and the debugging behavior. So I'm going to go ahead uh, to the next screen here. Uh, we spoke about AWS license manager and license configurations. So the service allows you to associate uh, license configurations that might be created with license manager. Um, in this specific account, uh, I, I don't have any created, so it, say, it says it doesn't exist, but I could go ahead and create, I mean, this jump off to, license, to the license manager console, create a license configuration, come associated with this uh, uh, image that I'm building, et cetera. Next, I specify my output uh, AMI name. So I'm going to say demo. Uh, so I just give it a name. And I can also go ahead and specify tags for my army as key value pairs. Furthermore, since this is essentially the output of a pipeline, it is, and the pipeline can produce multiple images. So every run of the pipeline will produce a new image. And this is an output name uh, that is not unique. So what we do is we go ahead and we suffix the build time associated with this, uh, with this image uh, to this name that you provided. So if you go to your EC2 console and list your images, you'll see sort of the, the name that you provided suffixed with uh, the timestamp associated with when it got built. Um, I'm going to skip you know, sort of adding tags in this case. And then I'm going to go ahead and select um, um, they have a few AWS regions, say US East 1. I mean, you can go ahead and distribute it to a bunch of places. Um, but you get the idea. And finally, I can also go ahead and um, specify launch permissions. I can go make the army public, um, or I can keep it private and add the list of AWS account IDs that I want to provide launch permissions uh, to be able to use this uh, army. Then I say review. It essentially gives me a summary of all that I selected in the wizard that I walk you through. And then I go ahead and say, um, create pipeline. And this will create uh, an EC2 image builder pipeline. Now, the pipeline itself, it just got created, but it's not running. So the pipeline says it is enabled. Uh, so this was the pipeline that I just created. So this says it's enabled, which means it's active, but it's not running because it will only run at the stipulated time, which was, uh, I think, Wednesday at 12 o'clock UTC time. So what I'm going to do for the purposes of this demo is I'm going to go into this pipeline um, and I'm going to say actions and explicitly manually run this pipeline. And, uh, and the pipeline execution says has initiated uh, successfully. And one of the things that I can do here is now I can have gone back to my EC2 console and I'm going to go look at the list of running instances here. And in a short while, you'll notice that uh, when the pipeline execution has started, um, a new EC2 instance will get spun up to perform the customizations that I've, uh, that I've specified with the source image that I provided, with the build components that I selected. Um, and then it, you know, that instance will then get cleaned up and then snapshotted to produce uh, uh, the AMI that I, uh, uh, that I provided. So let me quickly go to a, a refresh of that. So yeah, so it says this version of the pipeline is currently building uh, in the status. And I navigate back to my EC2 console and I hit refresh. 
Um, and let me sort of expand out this. So I don't know if folks at the back can read the text, but it says there's a new instance that's created with, with sort of the name that I provided, which is uh, demo underscore uh, reinvent and the recipe associated with that. And, uh, and that image is, uh, or that virtual machine to customize that is running. And the IAM role that I selected uh, uh, was, was applied there. Now, in, in a short while, now this will take a short while, um, what you'll see is that this instance will terminate and a new instance will start. So, so what would happen is this instance would terminate after cleaning up all of the credentials, snapshotting to produce the image that based on the specification that was provided. And then a new instance would start to run a test on it. And then I think the name of that would be test instance for you know, uh, demo underscore reinvent so on. And the test would run and then in EC2 image builder, the status would change to from building, it would change to testing and then it would show done along with the, uh, the army ID that would, uh, that would then be generated. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll wait for this to, uh, uh, to actually go through. Um, and so in the interim, what I want to show you is uh, other parts of EC2 image builder. So when you look at EC2, Excuse me. When you look at image pipelines, you can look at all of the pipelines that were created. You can look at the recipes associated with those pipelines that could be used to create the pipeline. Um, you can sort the recipes by OS. And more importantly, you can look at recipes that were created uh, by me or recipes that were shared with me, which could be other parts of my organizations or other AWS accounts that explicitly chose to share this recipe with me so that I can go ahead and create a new pipeline with it. Um, and that sharing is possible through the resource access manager uh, service. Uh, finally, uh, the, or there are components. Again, these, there are two kinds of components. There are build components and there are tests. Uh, again, there are those that are created by me. There are those that are shared with me. There are those that are provided by AWS. Um, like I showed you earlier, the ones that are provided by AWS also provide the full listing of the declarative YAML that you can use as a reference to build your own custom components. These are uh, uh, MIT licensed and provided here. Uh, and finally, there is the ability to go look at the images. So you now I have uh, you know, lots of pipelines that I'd created and each of these uh, <coughs> would have, uh, you know, would have created images based on when they were run. So, so this is, uh, you know, essentially the same demo that I ran um, a half an hour before the session started. So um, notice that there is an AMI that was produced, again, using an identical pipeline. Um, if I go to my EC2 uh, console, you'll notice it's still building. Um, but if I go to my armies, you'll notice that the army that I'd previously built using a prior pipeline would show up uh, here. Oops. And... Uh, and I can go ahead and spin up an EC2 instance, connect to it, and show you the changes. But as this image is building, uh, one of the things that I'll do is I'll, I'll, uh, is I'll quickly get back to the slide deck to go over some of the other uh, topics that I wanted to cover, and then get back to this and see where this is at. So we went over debugging and troubleshooting. Again, there are three ways here. There is uh, the ability to uh, you know, use the console and console messages to be able to uh, to know what's happening. Uh, you can export logs to S3 for each step. 
and finally you can connect to failed instances and, uh, and, and you know, uh, debug them using SSM run command. I also wanted to go over sort of an example of a log file for debugging. Uh, we don't have too much time, so I won't get into all of the details here, but this is an example of, say, uh, uh, a log file that was generated for a Windows build. Um, again, I was running a bunch of PowerShell scripts, and I've sort of labeled them as happy step and um, an unhappy step, and I'd also taken sort of note to to put out messages through to standard out and standard error that will go into another file.console.log, but it's also listed here that I can use to uh, you know, to, to try and debug any issues and to localize the source of the issue to a specific component. Um, furthermore, once I've localized the issues, uh, I can go connect to that EC2 instance uh, and attempt to, uh, to remediate it as well. Uh, with regard to pricing, this is an important topic. Uh, the service is available at no cost, um, so it is, uh, we don't charge for it at all. Since all of the operations uh, are run in your AWS account, you will incur sort of the costs for the resources used by the service. So for example, the EC2 instances used to, to customize your images, to test your images, uh, any S3 usage to, uh, to store logs, uh, things of that nature would get, uh, uh, would get charged. And uh, uh, the other thing to be mindful of here is that the EC2 images or the EC2 instances used to customize and test your uh, images are ephemeral in nature. So they, they come up uh, once the image building is done, they are terminated and then they go away. So it's, it's not a long running instance. So that's, that's another thing to be mindful of. Um, so as this demo is progressing, um, it's still in the building phase. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly summarize uh, um, EC2 image builder for you. So this is a brand new service that enables you to produce automation to build images easily and quickly. Um, it, it helps you raise your security bar by ensuring that you can keep your images tested and up to date. More, more specifically, you can apply all of the latest pending security updates and when there are security updates, you can trigger rebuilds of your image pipeline uh, so that all of them are applied. Uh, you can run tests. Again, there's a suite of AWS provided tests uh, or you can also run your own custom tests. Using VM import export, you can, uh, uh, you can use the service to build images, not just for use on EC2 and, and on AWS, but also for use on-premises. And finally, it's available at no cost. It runs in your account, and, uh, and you only get charged for the resources consumed by the service on behalf of you. So I'm looking at this, this, uh, this is still building. So in the meantime, what I'm gonna do is, we have a uh, few minutes left, so I'm gonna take questions now and then uh, see if this uh, image is done building, in which case we'll get back to it and I can show you how it, uh, how it works out. Uh, let's start here, yeah. All right, so the question was, where do you separate out OS-related operations and application-related operations? And, there, and really the guidance is the OS-related stuff is already pre-contained for the most part in the source image that you provide, 
and the, and the build component, so that notion of build components really encapsulates for the most part applications, scripts, configurations, etc. So that is the separation of concerns that, that at least uh, we see. But it is true that it is a blurry line. You can have stuff that you know, uh, run across the two, but, uh, but yeah, our, that is the separation that, uh, that at least the service uh, recommends. Start there, yeah. So the question is, are we going to provide CIS as a built-in test? Um, as of right now, as I speak right now, it isn't available as a built-in test. We have a, a STIG standard. However, you can use uh, AWS Inspector to test for compliance against the CIS standard. Having said that, providing additional uh, hardening primitives and security or, or mechanisms to achieve commonly used security benchmarks is, is big on our radar. and. Uh, and uh, is something that we hopefully want to get to quickly in due course. So, yeah, we'll start there. Certainly, so the question was in this demo, um, what I did was I shared the, or I didn't share, I, I provided, I could have provided launch permissions for specific AWS accounts. The question was, if there are additional accounts, how do I go retroactively add them to that? So that launch permissions experience that you saw is something that is sort of embedded in the, the image builder console. You can achieve significantly richer and more sophisticated experience if you go to the resource access manager console where it, you can actually share that image itself, share that army itself with multiple accounts. Uh, and then there's the organization's integration as well that will allow you to share it across uh, from, from master accounts through to member accounts and, uh, and, and do more advanced sharing. Uh, that is not something that I showed, but that is, that is something that is possible. Um, there was, yeah, let's start here and I'll get to you. Yeah. So the question was, is there any plans to support Red Hat AMIs? Um, I'll say this, as a, in principle, the service doesn't preclude you from doing that already. If you have an existing OS image with the SSM agent pre-installed, you can choose it as a custom AMI and go ahead and, and customize it. However, when it comes to uh, being pr providing additional OSs as managed uh, images and providing a curated workflow with, with AWS provided build components and tests. It is something that's on our radar um, and our intention is to expand out the surface of, uh, uh, of, of OSs that we provide curated experiences for. Uh, yeah, don't have dates to talk about, but, uh, but it, our intent is certainly to expand out the list of OSs. Go there, yeah. Certainly. So the question was, what about the integration with, uh, with say, tags for additional resources? The only thing that I showed you here was tags for at the, uh, at the army level, not tags for additional artifacts. The short answer is yes. It's not, uh, if you use the, the CLI or the, or the API, uh, those are some things that you'll see more prominently uh, in the UI experience, at least in the UI that we currently have, uh, isn't prominently called out. Yeah, go ahead.
So the question was, how can you bring images back on premises? Uh, there's another capability called VM import export um, that currently is sort of a separate step that you have to do. So you point it to an AMI, and then you point it to a, a target format. It could be a VMDK, a VHDX, or an OVF, and then it converts it to that format, and then you can uh, bring it on-prem. Uh, it, is, it is an additional step, and it is in our intention to, um, to, to, to make that flow a little more seamless than it is. Go ahead. So the question is, how does this encrypt, extend to encrypted AMIs? Um, so when it comes to encryption of, of images, there are really two ways to go about it. One is you can use full disk encryption technologies that might be inside the OS itself, like, for example, BitLocker in Windows or EcryptFS in Linux, and essentially apply that encryption as a build component and then you know the army is encrypted from the inside. The other way to do that is to encrypt the army itself as an artifact from the outside. Uh, EBS and technologies like EBS support image encryption. Um, so right now, as I, as, as I stand here and speak, we don't have the ability for the key management integration to be able to, uh, to hook up with KMS and, and, and share those encrypted armies if you, share, if you encrypt it from the outside. Uh, it is something that is in our intentions to, to get to. It's big on our radar. We recognize the need for that scenario, especially uh, for you know, enterprise use cases, especially if you have secrets in these armies and things like that. Um, right now, as we speak, it's not there. It is very much in our intention to, uh, um, to address that in due course. So, yeah. All right, go ahead. Certainly. So the question was, uh, does this use systems manager on the back end? And if yes, can you go ahead and, and sort of manually um, sort of tweak and manipulate systems manager or, or access at the systems manager constructs? Um, the short answer is yes. From an implementation perspective, there are some dependencies on systems manager. Right now, as we speak, uh, we don't really provide that full ability for you to go manipulate the underlying constructs itself. Um, again, we're interested in feedback. If that is a scenario that you're interested in, happy to chat with you offline to, uh, to understand your needs there so that, uh, yeah, we, 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 we capture those needs as we, as we look to iterate on the product. So, yeah. All right, go ahead. So the question was, if I want to write my custom tests, what language does it support? So one of the things is, I mean, if you notice some of those primitives, it is execute binary, so it could be any binary. It could be, you know, uh, if it's Linux, it could be any ELF-compatible binary. I could run, write it in C. It could be anything, really. As long as the requisite dependencies to run that binary are available. It could be a Java program, but I'll need to have Java installed. It could be Python. I'll need the Python runtime. We also provide native uh, uh, constructs for running PowerShell scripts and Bash scripts. Uh, and especially with PowerShell Core, we've seen with a lot of customers that have heterogeneous fleets with Windows and Linux that uh, that is a common bridge that they can use. But yes, it's PowerShell, it ba it's Bash, but you can also run any binary. But you will have to ensure that the requisite dependencies 
to run that binary when it comes to language runtimes or C libraries and things like that are, are in that image. So the question is, it supports inspector, does it support our additional scanning tools? The short answer is, yes, you can integrate it with, I mean, if you use it from the API, you can use it to call out to other uh, uh, scanning mechanisms as well. Inspector itself has a modular model that allows you to, uh, uh, you know, to be able to use other third-party tools as well. Yeah, go ahead. So the question is, can you fail the build if certain tests uh, do not pass. Um, short answer is that is something that's very big on our radar uh, as we speak. Um, you know, I think a lot of the questions were themed around um, what are we doing next? And, and really, there are, there are some key areas of focus here. One is around expanding out the list of OSs that we provide curated experiences for, encrypted images, um, and sharing, integration with, say, uh, infrastructure as code primitives like CloudFormation, CDK, et cetera, uh, as well as sort of expanding out the list of uh, primitives that we provide as AWS. You mentioned a few standards. Uh, there, are, there are other hardening primitives, et cetera, as well as testing tools. Um, yeah. I'm going to, again, quickly do a check to see if I think we're close to the end of time. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll hang around, and I think the build has just completed, and the test is just about to complete. Uh, so we will be able to look at it in just a little while, but uh, since we're slight, I think we're over by a, a minute, I'm going to hang around here, and if you have any additional questions or feedback, happy to, uh, to talk to you and, and, and go over them. But thank you so much for attending. It was, uh, it was great to talk to you about it. So.